the simplest way I could, I went to Google and typed in how to invest. <laughs> and, it, and it brought up a, a Warren Buffett. I had no clue who he was. Um, but there's the great thing about the internet nowadays is that there's so much information at your disposal. And I had to really use my time wisely to learn. So while I was doing laundry, I will watch a documentary about finance. While I was cooking dinner, I would have an audio book, The Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If I was waiting in the school car line for my kids, I would have on a, a, a video, a YouTube video, where somebody's walking you through what index funds are, what ETFs are. And I made the time in my busy schedule as a mama to really learn. And once I learned, I just implemented. We started investing with $100 in a 401k. So you don't have to put a whole lot of money. Just start where you're at and just slowly um, build from there. And in terms of mommy trader, I wanted something that would represent me and what I'm passionate about. And that's being a mother. Um, and then the trader part was really trading in debts, all the bad things when it came to money trading that in for all of the good things that God has for us, being a good, what being a good steward could bring. It's financial freedom. It's peace. I cannot tell you, I've had the experience of like dodging the the collection calls. Like I knew the numbers by heart. Like I almost kind of knew the rings, you know, <laughs> and, and that was stressful. That was, that is a stressful existence and not, and the peace I have to not even worry about if the phone rings, like, you know, getting antsy and jumpy. I don't owe nobody. So I know it's, you know, like nobody calling, asking me for money. It's a, it's a, a relative or a friend or something. And so, um, Mommy Trader came from that. And I also like the mommy part of my name because you don't see a lot of women talking about investing or finance in general on social media. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, my group, I guess, for lack of a better word, was represented because, you know, women do, we do manage a lot of the finances, like the, um, you know, the woman in Proverbs 31, how, like what she did, the virtuous woman, how she was such a manager over the household. We, we do these things. We, we, you know, so it's possible. And I think sometimes when you can see representation, like, oh my goodness, here's another woman who's a wife, who's a mother, who's a business owner talking about how to budget, how to pay off your debt, how to invest, talking about retirement and just all the taboo money topics. Then I think it helps to break down that veil and allow others to come on board as well. So that's MT is what I call myself. That's how mommy trader and how I started to invest. No, that that is that is very inspiring, and I want to ask you know you being a trader in this current economy, you know, oftentimes, especially in this current economy, a lot of people, especially, are scared to invest. You know, um, so I want to ask you know what is your thought, and what would you say to someone who may be scared to invest in this current economy? Um, if someone came to me and said that they were scared to invest, which happens often, um, the first thing I would say is I understand your fears because I've been there. Um, especially when you're new to this foreign entity, which is the stock market, it is it's very emotional. You're scared, you're frustrated, you're anxious, you're nervous. Um, so I always try to acknowledge how people feel versus kind of casting it off to the side. Um, but on the other hand, I'm a big fan of truth. I'm a I'm a big believer in it. That's why I love the Bible so much. I'm a big fan of facts. And what facts and truth does is that it dispels fear. And so what I do is I say, you know what, most of the people who are rich or who you consider wealthy in this country have their money in the stock market. 
And in fact, and I always try to send people to like Warren Buffett videos because he is on record in many interviews saying he only buys when the market is red. He never buys when the market is green, ever. He said he will wait and wait. He says he's patient and he's 96 years old. So he's patient, okay? He said he will wait. And I figured, okay, if this is like one of the richest people ever to you know, have money that existed, then maybe I need to kind of change my way of thinking with that. When the market is red, view it as an opportunity to get into Target and to Amazon. And something else I always try to tell people to kind of make it a little more realistic. I said, now, how many packages did you order from Amazon in the past week? And they'll tell me, you know, like six or seven. And I said, well, approximately how much did that cost? They were like, oh, it's like $200. I said, well, did you know one share of Amazon is about $115? Yeah. You can actually own a part of Jeff Bezos' company. Verse and and when you make it real like that to them, they're like, I didn't even know that. Say, yes, the stock is cheaper than your order. (laughs) (laughs) So people laugh when I say it because it's so true. Like I had this one, I have a portfolio client who loves to go to Disney. And she was like, I don't know if I can invest because, you know, investing is hard. I said, well, you just went on a Disney vacation. that was like $4,000. Disney stock costs $100. It cost you $105 to get into Magic Kingdom. The stock is less than a ticket to get into Disney. And when you tell them that way, they're like, you're lying. I said, no, I'll pull it up on the phone right now. This is how much the Disney stock costs. $100. You pay more than that to get into the park. And so when you tell them like that, they're like, okay, I'm getting some stock. I'm getting some stock. And so again, I try to make investing relatable to them. We, I try to joke about it a little bit. I try to apply it to their situation. And when I do that, 99.9% of the time, they're on board. I, I got to convert to the stock market. <laughs> so that's what I would do if somebody was scared. That's good. And I guess what would you say are three things, you know, people should, you know, be mindful of to be successful in the stock market? Um, three things. Number one, patience is a virtue. You got to be patient. No one gets rich overnight, despite what you see on social media. (laughs) Um, number two, consistency always wins. Every time you get a paycheck, put 50 bucks, hundred bucks into the stock market. And the third thing is that you believe in what you own. Like I said, if you know, you're going to shop at Amazon, Amazon's not going nowhere. Despite the stock market being down, despite a recession, you know you're still going to go to Walmart. So own the things that you use, own the, own the stores that you go to. You got an Apple product, Apple phone, Apple watch, you're sporting it all the time. Go get a share of Apple. So be an owner and a consumer. So those are three things that I would tell people just a quick, like, you know, how to invest. Yeah, that's really, those are really great tips. And, you know, one thing I'm seeing that, you know, I'm understanding your story better about representation, you visualize it, it definitely makes sense. And I want to ask, you know, because, you know, women oftentimes, especially when it comes to finance, there's not a much representation of women. And I want to ask, you know, why is it important to you to, you know, to be that woman, to show other women that it's possible to become financially free, to be a wife, be a mother? Because oftentimes it's always like a man needs to provide, man needs to have the money and women just do the other stuff. So why is it important to you? to show other women that it's possible to be a boss and be the pro of 31 women? Because I think, you know, I believe in empowerment. 
women, we are by nature emotional creatures. We're empathetic. We're compassionate. You know, we sense the pain and hurt in other people, you know, and that's a great gift that God has given to us. And one of the things I love about finance is that a lot of times that we don't really realize it, finance, money requires those gifts that we have. Sometimes people can be really harsh in the finance world, in the money world, just harsh, a juggernaut, just stiff, stern. And you need somebody who has that spirit of compassion. Like, it's okay. You made a mistake. You went out, you spent all your money, you know? But now I see that you're learning from it. So let me help you, Kevin, you know, have a, a step forward. You know, I, I, what we have is needed in the finance world. And when I say finance, it's it's money, it's budgeting, it's investing, it's all the things under that umbrella. It's needed because I think that, especially right now, you got a lot of people. That, I talk to a lot of people that have mental illness directly related to money. They don't have enough income or the, the job is so stressful. They're fighting at home with their mate about finances. So it, it stresses them out mentally. And so I think us as women, because we are more nurturing by nature, having that feeling in the finance industry, like, you know, it's okay if you if you feeling like this or to acknowledge you know how someone may have did something poorly or wrongly but you help them get up from there um being merciful to other people when they like and one of the things that you know really has i think put the fire behind me in terms of really trying to get out there in terms of being a female who talks about finance is because God has been merciful to me and a lot of the people that I come in contact with have a hard time forgiving themselves. They filed for bankruptcy. So they feel like they don't deserve a better financial future because they screwed up in the past. It's like, that's okay. You know, like not that's okay. Like you went and got a bankruptcy, but there's nothing we can do about that now. So we're going to learn from that. I'm going to help you to get all the tools you need to be a better budgeter, to be a better manager of your finances. And together we are going to walk side by side down this road called financial freedom together. And I think that if more women were on board with this, what it'll do is that when, whether it's men or female, man or woman or young people, because this is really big among young people, is that, you know, I think some of the stressors will be down in terms of, well, you didn't get that job. So you don't need to go and kill yourself. I'm going to show you how to navigate and find another job because I was denied jobs too before, you know, sharing our story, really talking to people, opening up dialogue. And I think if we had more of that, and I think people want more of that, maybe they don't realize it, more dialogue versus, you know, one plus one is two, like you will see in a lot of the male featured, you know, channels on YouTube or TikTok or Instagrams, one plus one is two. And if people can't understand that simple concept, then they feel like a failure versus, like you said, the gift that God has given us as women is that, okay, you don't get it. So I'm going to draw this out for you. Okay. Or I'm going to get, I'm going to get one apple. I'm going to put another apple here. And I'm, that's how I do with my children. I figure out another way because that's a gift that I have that God has given us. And I think together that can work with both men and women. But like you said, you know, representation is important because a lot of women don't think they can, but if they see another 
a mother who was telling them, yes, sis, while you are washing clothes, you can have something planned in the background. Play rich dad, poor dad on on the your phone and let and listen to it, right? Because you don't need to like focus folding clothes. You can just have something planned. You can do two things at once. So that is what I would tell other women who want to start learning more, who want to have more of a voice in their finances in terms of you know what to do and how I would do it, if that makes sense. 